Would you like to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Welcome to the sweet spot where healing, spirituality, and culture meet. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Better as he introduces you to healing and spirituality in world cultures. Here's the host of your show, Robert Better. Hi, everybody. It's Bob Vetter here. Before we get started, and just in case you have to get off this podcast early, if you'd like to get underway with your own healing and clear away any energetic blockages, you can get on a free call with me. Go to healwithbob.com. Greetings, everybody, and my podcast family. Today, I'm with Shai Plonsky. Shai Plonsky is the Amazon best-selling author of The Joy of Giving Massage and Table Thai Massage. Over the past 18 years, Shai has taught Thai massage on four continents and at some of the largest yoga centers in the world, including the Omega Institute, Kripalu Center, and 1440 Multiversity, and at Wanderlust Yoga Festivals. He has authored or co-authored 17 manuals and books on the practice of Thai massage, trained over 5,800 practitioners and 100 teachers in this healing art. As the founder of the Still Light Center, he brings a passionate and calm approach to his teaching that can bring out the massage master in anyone. He believes that compassionate touch is our birthright that helps to bring powerful transformation to our health and quality of life, both giving and receiving. Shai Plonsky, welcome to our show. Thank you, Bob. I'm so happy to be here. Well, wonderful. Well, today we're going to start out with your story, your backstory. So we want to know how you got to be the Shai Plonsky of today and a little bit about uh, the the journey, your own personal journey of healing. So take sure. it away, Shy. Okay, great, Bob. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share my story and to share more about the power of touch and healing touch. I think, you know, my backstory is my story, but a lot of it is really relevant to what's going on in the world today where people are isolating and people are, you know, dealing with the fallout of COVID and probably scared to touch people and, you know, isolation, social isolation. I mean, social distancing, all these words are now like norms. So uh, I think talking about touch and healing touch right now is, is more important than ever. And, you know, my backstory, I got into time massage when I was 26 years old. And growing up, I was someone that was really disconnected from myself, I would say. I was a very heady person, always in my, in my thoughts and pretty disconnected from my body. I remember, like, I hated to dance, for example, and I felt so awkward dancing, you know, and I just was just, the, the scariest thing in the world to me would be going to, like, a high school dance and actually, like, having to ask someone to dance and And that probably (laughs) impacted me too. Um, And essentially, and then my dad died when I was 26 as well. And I guess that was a wake up call to really 
make sure that I am living life as best as I can and really just having like a great moment to moment experience. And, and I had already, I actually, I studied anthropology. I hear you did, or you more than studied it. You, you lived it, but I did. And, and, you know, so I always had an interest in cultures and I traveled quite a bit. I actually spent two years in Japan and in Thailand and in uh, Cambodia and Laos. So, you know, I got a taste and I really always had a, a fascination with Eastern practices and Eastern cultures. Um, I'd already been practicing Tai Chi before I went out there. And then I got into yoga as well at the start of that trip almost 20 years ago or maybe 20 years ago now. And then, and then I first heard about Thai massage when I was out there in Thailand. I spent several months there, but I never actually uh, studied it formally that came later a couple years later after my dad died and I was when I came back from that two-year trip I was working at a job and felt you know like it was a great opportunity for me to learn exactly what I didn't want to do because I was doing like sales and marketing with a in a company where nobody was older than 30 I had a lot of freedom we were having a lot of fun and yeah I felt really empty in the whole experience of it and I'm like this is really, I want to do something that really helps people and, you know, help them to be healthy and take care of their body and take care of their mind and take care of themselves. And I want to make that a way of life for me too. You know, it's not the kind of thing I just want to do on evenings and weekends. If I can make a living doing something that I truly love and am passionate about, but that also, you know, teaches me about me, and like I said, kind of gets me from my head into my heart as a way of living, then, then I've struck gold, essentially. And it's kind of in that context, I quit that job. And I went to the, you know, you mentioned off the top that I teach at the Omega Institute, which is a great holistic uh, and yoga kind of retreat center in upstate New York, about two hours north of New York City. But I first went there as a volunteer to learn about different kinds of massage. And actually, the very first thing I did when I quit that job was I got into meditation more seriously, like Vipassana meditation. And that changed my life. Like that went so deep and into me. And then having that meditation practice, and I, I really healed uh, a lot of pain that I, that I've been going through like physical pain from meditating it was a real eye opener to me that uh, I could heal back pain that I'd had from for years by tuning and turning inwards and just kind of being a silent witness to what was going on in my body and being a vehicle for pain to release and pain that I had dealt with for like 10 years in that 10 days really left my body. So it totally turned me on to how we can heal ourselves and how we can be a vehicle for helping other people to heal. And then I went to the Omega Institute and time massage came up literally like on the first day, like the first person I met was a time massage practitioner. And then she was also teaching short workshops to the staff there. And I came in the middle of the season. So I came really just in time for her last workshop, but the very first things that were introduced to me about Thai massage is number one, it needs to be at least as good to give 
as it is to receive. <laughs> the light bulb went on real bright there. I'm like, oh, wow, something that's going to really help me feel good for me while I help someone else. That's awesome. That's exactly what I'm looking for. And it's also meditation turned into a massage. And basically, that was where, you know, I had this amazing experience with meditation, but I also had my frustration with it in that it still lived inside me. And the question really was, how can I take these amazing epiphanies and benefits and authentically share them with other people? So those are the first two things I learned about time massage. And those became the things that I really took to heart and became the core of everything I've done since then, really. Developed a system of teaching and massaging people that really teaches you exactly those things so that if you want to give this for a career, you can do it. But also if you want to give this to the people that you just care about in your life, loved ones, children, relatives, anyone like that, that you can create these authentic, high vibration, incredible kind of healing experiences. And you don't need really any background to get started. It's really easy. Wonderful. So f first, one question that I wanted to ask you is, what's the difference between Thai massage and the kind of massage that most people would be familiar with? So I'm assuming most people are going to be familiar with Swedish massage, maybe shiatsu. Um, I mean, those are the things that I think m more people are familiar with than anything. So what characterize th characterizes Thai massage? Sure. So from the point of view of the person receiving it, Thai massage is a mix of customized kind of yoga and stretching, massage techniques, and moving energy, working with the meridians in the body kind of all at once. Uh, you, the person receiving it is clothed. They're wearing clothes. You can do it on a mat or a massage table. And the whole point behind bringing customized movements into a session is, in my opinion, all about doing what your body really wants and really needs. That when we get into situations where we have a lot of pain and stress that are going on in our, you know, if our back hurts, our shoulder hurts or whatever it is, at the core of that on the physical level is movement, it's muscles. We are covered in muscles from head to toe where our body is made to move. Even as I sit here talking to you, I can't help but move something, you know? So we get into situations where we have pain because of either repetitive movements or because of movements that just don't really support our body. So when you create a session that includes these customized movements with massage, the healing goes that much deeper and getting to those root levels and it feels just so amazing and it's so profound. And you know, so many people who give me the feedback of things like, wow, I feel two inches taller. I feel like you helped me get rid of stress and tension and get to know my body in a way that I never had before. And, you know, you touched me from head to toe. Like it's, I had an idea of what a massage would be and this totally blew it out of the water. So if that gives you some idea. Well, let's go back to your experience also. So you mentioned that you had had pain. 
Can you tell us a little bit about the pain that you had and then what the experience of, of receiving it and learning to do it was like? Sure. So the biggest pain I had, uh, and I, I will absolutely say that I'm responsible for it because of many years of watching television for hours a day in poor postures, bad kind of situations where I'd be like hanging off of chairs and stuff like that. And, you know, that, you know, I grew up in a single parent household with two other siblings. And essentially, I was raised a lot, you know, my mom was gone a lot, working until like eight, nine o'clock at night off. And so I was often like really on my own. And I watched TV a lot. And I started having back pain. Uh, yeah, as a probably about 16 or 17 years old or something. And as I said, I started getting into Tai Chi and then eventually yoga. And a lot of it got better, but I still always had uh, some nagging pain. Every day I'd have some kind of nagging pain uh, for like 10 years. And then when I meditated, it was like, you know, for these 10 days, it really, <laughs> you, you tune in so deeply. It's like my whole body lit up with that pain. And then you just, I just kind of held space for it, you know, because that's what you're taught in those 10 days. Just do your best to be a witness, not react. And, and then it really created a, a way for that to leave my body. But now here I am like 20 years later, you know, and I am by far healthier than I've ever been right now. And a huge part of that I owe to time massage because when you give time massage, as I mentioned, the very first thing I learned about time massage is that it's at least as good to give as it is to receive. And that works on so many levels. So if we talk about the body, you move yourself into yoga positions, essentially. So, and you make sure that you use your whole body to give the massage. So we're not forcing anything and we're certainly using our hands and our thumbs as little as possible. So you become this whole vehicle of transmission. And when you learn how to give a massage that also uses your forearms and your elbows and your knees and your feet, which is part of how you give a time massage, especially as you go deeper into it, again, it just becomes this pleasure of leverage. And I'm just going to position myself in a way that lets me use my whole body, helps me to lean into it, and then just kind of relax into it as well. Pretty much whatever and the technique is. That's, that's, that's great. That, I think, gives us a much better idea of what a session is like. What about the emotional part of the healing process? I, I'm assuming that, as in other forms of body work, that you at times experience a release and embedded memories. Can you talk a little bit about that? In, maybe in your own case now, and then we'll talk about how you do that in your work in, in our subsequent session. Sure. So there's no doubt that in our body, we store our past, you know, our past emotions and our past stories. And, and basically the, the things that we were not able to process in the moment, they tend to find place in our body and they get stored there. And Time massage is a massage that is built on a foundation of loving kindness and compassion. 
And you want to direct that inwards to yourself. When you're the giver, you send that inwards. You want to cultivate, you want to, you want to know that you really are worthy of love and you can witness it inside you. You know, you, it's not something you have to become. You just have to pay attention to the fact that you already are this kind of love, this kind of loving energy. It literally is uh, the conductor of every cell of your body. If you think about your own body, you have, you know, trillions of cells in you and they're all individuals and yet somehow they all work together in some harmonious way, you know, and they're all directed towards balance. They're all directed towards healing. They're all directed towards really living the best life you can possibly live. So if that's really who you are and what your body is, when you, when you meditate, when you tune in, when you pay attention to what you are in that way, it just brings up all this love and you get a huge healing from that. And then when you massage someone from that place, and then you can literally, you feel it. Like I'm transmitting this loving quality, this loving energy, this goodness that I know that I am. And I'm, as I massage on a, you know, on a physical level, as I'm offering this other aspect to you, you know, again, it's, it's so holistic and it's just so beautiful how you come together even with another person. And especially if that person also has a practice and it's like just, you know, good chemistry between you and that person, you you just both feel so healed from the whole experience and it's beautiful. Wonderful. So, in, in making our way towards the end of this first session, my question is, how do we take some of the insights that you've found in your life and translate them uh, even to someone, let's say, who isn't necessarily going to do Thai massage in your travels in Asia in, in coming back and spending time with meditation, with Tai Chi? We seem to have these, these body mind um, technologies that you've experienced in your lifetime. What would be the, a takeaway from your life um, in terms of how to, how to live that? Big takeaway is understanding how you can shift and create and just really have methods and intention and consciousness about shifting from your head to your heart or from your left brain to your right brain. So here in the West, we are really brought up with left brain skills, left brain training, left brain kind of rules the show. And so what are left brain things? It's things like, you know, anytime you want to figure something out, we use logic, we create plans, we create from that kind of way of doing things. The left brain is also our ego. So it's kind of like the, the, the one that says, I am shy. You know, I am a massage teacher. And all these things are really important skills, but there's also a balance there. And if you only rely on those things, that's where I mentioned earlier that because I was raised that way, I didn't even know anything about right and left brain. I was so in my head by the time I was in my early 20s and therefore I dealt with having, I was depressed. I felt always uh, self-critical of myself and had all this judgment of myself. I felt really 
you know, just kind of riding this wave of ups and downs and, and I drank a lot and, you know, sometimes to numb that and, you know, and I felt really insecure in myself and insecure as a person. So all of that to me is because it was just this imbalance of only using my left brain to figure these things out. Right brain is all about connectedness, expansiveness. And as I mentioned before, it's not only out there in the world, it's inside of you, just getting that sense of how beautiful, how special, how amazing you already are right now. You're a walking miracle of life and training yourself to know that it's a daily practice, especially because so many of us, well, uh, trained ourselves in another way. So you kind of have to unlearn some of those early lessons and then make space for this new awareness so that we can really live in a much more balanced way in a much healthier way uh, naturally. So time massage for me is a, a, an amazing tool to help you accomplish that. Beautiful. And that's a perfect spot for us to end today, Shai. Tomorrow, we're going to go into more about the teachings and the lessons that you learned from some of your most important teachers. And we really appreciate everything that you've shared with us today. So thank you. Thank you, Bob. Really appreciate it. This has been great. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you're a very spiritual person who just needs a little help clearing away what's been holding you back through some relatively quick healing techniques, get on my calendar for a free call. Go to HealWithBob.com. This has been Healing and Spirituality in World Cultures with Robert Vetter. Thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share with everyone you know who might benefit from these messages. Until next time, remember, be kind and loving to yourself and others. Together, we can heal ourselves and help build a better world.